wait. I'm waiting for you. I was waiting for you. <laughs> oh, I was waiting for you. I thought you. Uh, I was waiting for you to start. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Awesome. <Neil. laughs> so awesome. Um, happy Saturday there in the states. Um, Sunday here for us in Australia. Yep. Awesome, awesome, awesome to have you back on Healing Networks. I love when that when we connect um, to share your awesomeness with Portal to Ascension. Um, Thank you. So it's round two for us actually. So mm -hmm. um, doing you know this live and authentic chat for you guys there with, with Portal to Ascension. So talk to us about what's happening for 2019 with what you've got going on there. Yeah, for sure. So uh, for for those of you who don't do know do not know who I am, I have an organization called Portal to Ascension, and we've become basically an online conscious platform for many different topics. And we have a full on webinar university. And last year we did the 2008 Portal to Ascension conference, which was really a milestone in everything that we're creating. We've been around for ten years, and our intention is to usher in full disclosure, but not just full disclosure of like how we hear UFO disclosure, but disclosure of our true ancient history, where we came from, disclosure of advanced technologies, and um, a disclosure of our spiritual essence, like all the, the hidden truths that, are dis that could empower us so that we could be, you know, live uh, in peace on earth with ourselves and others. So this year, we, we're going full throttle with the next conference, Portal Ascension Conference 2019, that's taking place in October, and it's the second annual conference in the same location. We're trying to keep it as a thing that's gonna keep on going. And we have 20 presenters from all over the world. And last year was truly it's so exciting and so much fun. So um, I'm intending for this one to be even more so. Yeah, awesome. Can you talk to us about some of the presenters and keynote speakers that you have contributing um, to Portal to Ascension this year? Yeah, so we have some people that are coming back um, that were there last year such as Billy Carson, Jason Quitt, John D'Souza. Uh, we have, let's see who else is coming back. We have uh, Ray Hernandez is also going to be there and Shreya Fox. Now, Billy, he has a channel on Gaia called Forbidden Knowledge and has created a lot of documentaries on ancient history, civilizations, the secret space program, UFO disclosure. So he's going to be coming this time and doing a presentation on the Emerald Tablets of Thoth in which he's going to dissect them and explain to us what the true meaning is and how it connects to our true ancient history. Mm -hmm. So he, yeah, he's, he's truly awesome. He has like a really huge following online and has gone viral with his information. So he's one of our keynote speakers. Yeah. Awesome. We have um, John D'Souza, who is the X-Man who worked for the FBI at, and the paranormal files. And he was basically assigned the paranormal files in order to investigate. And it was done so as a kind of a joke where they didn't expect him to investigate or find anything from it. But he took them on and he took it on in his own. And he actually started exploring and realized there's a lot of truth into those files, which led him on a path to consciousness. And now he's a speaker talking about his experiences in the FBI and also speaking about like how consciousness is connected to everything. Have you checked out or seen any of these speakers before, any of your presentations? Um, I have from last year. Ones yeah. I put online, right? So Jason Quitt is doing something called The Space in Between, and he has a book out called Forbid Forbidden Knowledge. And in his book, he talks about his experiences throughout his entire life in which he was traveling to um, other dimensions, astral traveling, lucid dreaming. 
and the space in between presentation is going to be talking about the space in between your thoughts and in between your consciousness, the astral plane, and how to get there and how to use that to navigate through space. But it's also going to talk about how extraterrestrial beings, a lot of them don't actually come to Earth through extraterrestrial crafts, spaceships, lightships, but they actually travel in the space in between where they can leave from one location of space into order to another location of space and manifest in our reality. Yeah, that one's going to be amazing. Ray Hernandez, he was there last time, and he has he worked with Edgar Mitchell, who was uh, from a, the second man. He walked on the moon. I'm not sure if he was the second man who walked on the moon, but Edgar Mitchell had a foundation called the Noetic Science Center in which they're exploring consciousness. Edgar Mitchell said that there um, has always been a believer that there's extraterrestrials that do exist, and Ray Hernandez and him created this organization where they've created a survey and they've sent it to experiences all over the world, people that have had extraterrestrial experiences. And those people have filled out the survey and now they have the results on what kind of experiences all these people are having. There's, last time they were there, they had um, thousands of people that had responded. But this next time, the reason why I'm having him back is because I want to get an update. You know, like what is happening now? What information you're gathering? For example, they found the information to say that over, I think it was over 70% of all experiences that involved the reptilian were positive experiences. Um, they did uh, the similar thing with the great extraterrestrials. And they realized that out of all the people actually being surveyed, the majority of them also felt that the end result was really positive, right? So it's giving us a consensus of really what's happening and what this phenomenon is. Just to touch base on what you said earlier um, about the last speaker and, um, you know, extraterrestrials um, traveling through dimensions, was that correct? Mm -hmm. Now, is this new information, is this revolutionary or is this something that's been um, known for quite some time and it's just kind of coming to light? Yeah, yeah, I can answer that. So... When you speak of extraterrestrials, there are, they come in a variety of forms to the planet, whether it's spacecraft, whether it's macabas, light ships. The fact that an extraterrestrial being can somehow manipulate space-time in order to just reallocate his matter or its matter into another space, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. the, to dematerialize and to rematerialize somewhere else has always been known to be a theory of how beings can travel from one place to another, right? Yeah. However, um, when we talk about space um, beings, UFO disclosure, we're obviously talking a lot about sightings in space, ships that we see, uh, UFOs that the government has. So the field is inundated with the regular spacecraft phenomena. Not too many people really speak about the space in between. Plus, Jason, Jason has a particular approach to it because he actually travels the space in between. He's not a presenter presenting on the fact that this is a possibility he has had experiences where he's gone into those realities and seen how it works. And he's, he's awesome. Like we're going to have him. I definitely want to have him for a few years in a row because some of these speakers, they're so diverse in the information that they offer that every time that they come, it will be something completely brand new. Okay. So um, the, one of the next speakers that we have is Michael Tellinger and Michael Tellinger. He is a researcher that lives in South Africa. He has discovered old, he has, um, he's the only researcher that has really explored the stone circle ruins that exist in South Africa that look like these stone circles are hundreds of thousands of years old and were built by some advanced civilization. He has figured out the route in order to connect the ancient civilization of South Africa with the Sumerian civilization and has a theory that the Anunnaki gods that lived 
in Mesopotamia had an outpost in South Africa where they were using these stone circles as basically mining operations to mine gold, right? And um, he has a ton of evidence. He's the only researcher. There's no archaeologist in South Africa. He, he's not even an archaeologist, but he's the only one going to archaeological sites to do the research on what's happening with them. You go into some of these stone, like these stone circles operate much like a crop circle. Like when you go into a crop circle, your cell phones don't work anymore and your GPS and compasses get all haywire, right? Because of the magnetic frequency. The same thing happens in the crop circle. And when he measured the frequency coming out of the crop circle, the frequency measured in the gigahertz. And gigahertz of vibration frequency isn't, does not exist on Earth in any man-made or natural phenomena, right? So obviously these structures are generating a really high form of energy that cannot be made by us or even the earth. Yeah. Wow. Right. So he's going to be there um, on Saturday presenting his research on this. Mm. Yeah. So we have the, uh, as you know, the conference is basically split into three components. We have extraterrestrial awareness and UFO disclosure, which is all the ET stuff, UFOs, spiritual, spiritual ETs, we have the true world history and the ancient civilizations. And then we have the ultimate thing of what it, the entire thing is about, which is the evolution of consciousness. Right? So um, Michael Tellinger, Billy Carson are really in the field of showing us that ancient history, ancient civilizations. Mm -hmm. um, did you have a comment on that? Should I move on? Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, um, not specifically about those speakers, but for those that are not, have never come across Portal to Ascension before and yourself um, mm -hmm. as the founder and movement creator of portal to ascension can you share some insights on what inspired you to create this movement and to then therefore make it into an event online face to face yeah well i really got i began getting into this information in 2000 when i was 18 i just finished high school i turned 18 i was about to go to college and when i was in college i started doing some research i was writing a lot of poetry back then like but i was being very um uh, I was experimenting with my words and just like rhyming things with universe, quantum physics, you know, and I'll, then I started researching keywords of the things that I was writing down. And through researching that, I stumbled on videos from certain people, uh, three people that I found first were Nassim Haramein, Jim Self, and Jordan Maxwell. And the information was about ancient Anunnaki, quantum physics, meditation, how um, the Indian traditions are based on frequency and vibration. Um, all of this stuff that was explaining to me how metaphysics and spirituality that I really never thought about was actually based on the science, right? And that also tied into the ancient Sumerians in which they talk about extraterrestrial beings being the forefathers of everybody on the planet. And even the oldest religion is the oldest known written scriptures, which are the Sumerian scriptures, talk about these beings, and those same stories were translated into the Old Testament and the New Testament, but instead of saying extraterrestrial being, they were changed to these names of these prophets, mm. right? Mm -hmm. So this is like at age 19 in 2001, 2002, and my mind was, 9-11 happened around the same time, so like the conspiracy theories about all that was happening, and I was getting into like, wait a second, like, this all this spiritual stuff that I grew up with as a Hindu is actually based on the science and the oldest religion in the world that everything seems to come from talks about extraterrestrials, right? And that led into a, like a, a spiral of me exploring from like 2001 to 2008, the amount of videos I watched, I read books, I just 
devoured as much information as I could. And I would be, I was like preaching at that point. I was like telling the world everything that I know. I was at like a bar at telling people about the, the, the extra planet in the solar system and how the alien beings came from it, you know? So that really inspired me. But to now to get around to your question of what made me want to do the events. In 2008, I went to my first conference on, on these topics. It was called Awaken Aware by Project Camelot. Project Camelot really was the founders foundation of a lot of these whistleblowers coming out in the 90s and the 2000s. They were really huge. They did the first ever really main conference on ETs and conspiracies. And I went there and there were so many people there. Wilcock, David Wilcock was on stage, a lot of other people. And it was the first time talking and I was like, wow, like this is what I want to create. I want to make gatherings where people can come together and express and share consciousness and awaken the masses. Yeah. And within, within months after that, I embarked on a tour, a national tour from San Diego to Canada with my friend Ilya and Dr. Dream doing meditation and sound healing events. Uh, and then I went on these are our first events we're doing like tours sound healing tours tours on channeling extraterrestrials it was but it was missionary work we weren't making any money we were like like every single city we'd go to would give us enough money to pay for food to go to the next city mm, you know mm-hmm. so that was from like 2009 to 2011 right in 2011 uh well 2008 i met my now wife in 2011 my wife and I got together while I was already on the road doing these events, right? And then she came on the road with me for one whole year until 2012, where we did our first ever Poro Dissension Conference in 2012 called Cosmic Reunion, where that was like the beginning of us creating big events, right? And now I'm gonna fast forward from 2012 till now, we've just been exponentially increasing momentum, creating more uh, structures, more partnerships, um, expanding our reach, working with more speakers, covering more topics, you know, and now we're at where we are today. And we, I have a plan for the next 20 years. Like I know where we're going to be next year, next five years, because I know when I, when portal dissension came to me, the whole concept came to me in a dream, everything from the beginning to the end, even though there will be no end came to me of how this is going to manifest. And, um, (laughs) thank you for sharing that too, because, um, you know, obviously being in Australia, um, I don't feel that too many of us have heard of Portal to Ascension and that's why yeah. it's, it's a really good thing for you to share that so people get a really good back-end story on on that drive and mission of how you've gotten from touring, <laughs> making a few bucks just to get to the next city to where you are now. So it's a yeah. Can you share with us as well, um, Neil, what other um, speakers you've got um, in yes, here as well and um, any other initiatives that you've got under the Portal to Ascension umbrella too? Yeah. So we do, um, not only do we have this conference that we're talking about now, but our main thing is our online webinar platform. We have weekly events, portaltoascension.org. This, for example, today we did the Q&A with Emery Smith, a whistleblower named Emery Smith. Tomorrow awesome. we're doing um, an event with Justin DeChamps. Mm-hmm. on free energy and then we're doing michael tellinger's um hidden origins q a online the next week and maybe around two to three webinars a month sound healing one uh in april and that is really the foundation of what we do in which when you get a your replay for the webinar you our our back end is kind of designed like netflix where you get to go and watch all your replays and you can categorize them and you can look by speakers search and all this by topic and all this stuff so we've created an online event webinar platform where you actually get to interact with the speaker. 
that that was what we did for the last four years but our goal was really to get back into live events so this last year was us going back into live events during the portal dissension conference and then we also have tours that we're doing so we we produce a lot of Stephen Greer's events we don't have any um, registered yet for this year but we'll we will pretty soon we're doing a tour with Michael Tellinger, which is going to be a U.S. tour. We're going to 20 cities across the U.S. starting on May 22nd in Boulder. And then we have a tour with James Redfield, who you're going to be interviewing next week, mm-hmm. um, who's the author of The Celestine Prophecy. And that's going to be, hopefully, it's going to be a tour that we don't ever have to end because we're doing one event a month and there's more than enough places in the world for us to go. So we're, we're hoping that we can continue doing one a month for at least two to three years. Yeah, the tour with James is just the U.S. for now, isn't it? Yeah, just the U.S. for now. We're gonna we're doing an experiment. We're doing four event blocks at a time because we've have been, he hasn't actually done his own solo workshop like this for a long time, a couple decades. Because what he has been doing is going to conferences like empowerment conferences and has a workshop there and people show up. But this is a hundred percent portal to attention, James Redfield team up where it's just us doing the event without any other conference mm-hmm. so what we're doing is we're doing four events at a time kind of gauging how the people respond and then we'll book the next set of four yeah amazing mm-hmm. well hopefully yeah. at some point you can bring um james and portal to ascension yeah 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 oh yeah believe me i really want to come to australia and people were people tell me like at least every other month i get someone saying when you come to australia you know mm-hmm. where in australia are you uh, Brisbane, Queensland. Sorry. Okay, so that would be a good place to be, right? So, and I know Michael Tellinger gets a good turn out there. Stephen Gray gets a good turn out there. James Redfield will probably do good. So we just need to make it happen, probably in 2020. So we also have Whitley Strieber, who is an experiencer. He's a really well-known experiencer of extraterrestrials, and he's going to be coming there. Uh, we have Stanton Friedman, and Stanton Friedman is known as kind of a pioneer in the ufology movement and UFO researcher because he is actually a physicist and has communicated and spoke to and debated people in mainstream academia about the subject of UFOs, like people from SETI Institute who deny that any extraterrestrials have been found. He's been on boards where he's debated them, right? So he's really allowed for the subject to go into into the mainstream and he's known as like one of the forefathers because he's been doing this for a long time. He's actually retiring this year. He's hardly going to do any conferences next year. So our event may be one of his last appearances on his circuit before he like does every now and then. So he's going to be cool. And then we have Barbara Lamb, who is a hypnotherapist that through regressing people, she started um, regressing people to the extraterrestrial incarnations, mm. right? And the extraterrestrial incarnations would tell them all of this stuff about them. And she was utilizing them in order to assist people to heal stuff. Plus, she's also regressed experiencers and abductees so that they could remember their experiences. Yeah, so she's... Yeah, sorry, Neil. Just on that comment. Oh, go ahead. Um, do you find or have come across with, with your work and, and the, um, you know, the knowledge that you've gone to seek that there are a lot of people in those situations that won't remember or have str- uh, difficulty mm-hmm. remembering? Yeah. And my wife is, is one of them. She is having experiences a whole life and thought it was the devil and thought it was her Catholic guilt that was just imp- imposed on her. And then all of a sudden we started going to these workshops and we started 
connecting with different experiences and abductee support groups, some of those because we had friends in them and they're having the same exact experiences she had. And then we met Barbara Lamb, we met Yvonne Smith, we met Dolores Cannon. Those are the three like OGs of hypnotherapy for extraterrestrial lives. Like Dolores Cannon, Dolores, um, um, Barbara Lamb and Yvonne Smith, they all three do that. And then she started realizing all these experiences are actually happening to her. And now when we go around and we talk to people, we get people saying the same thing to her. Like, oh, I used to have these dreams when this would happen to me. And she would be the voice that would tell them, like, hey, like, this is actually a phenomenon that happens to people. And it's actually could be an abduction. Yeah. Wow. You know, so I, and a lot of people don't remember anything. And a lot of extraterrestrials give screen memories to you. So. <laughs> might have like a wet dream or something right and it could literally be like mating with an extraterrestrial you know like those are some of the screen memories that some of these being people have been regressed to some people have had these memories of like having sex with someone that was a really good experience and then they've had re regressions where the screen mask came off from this side of an extraterrestrial yeah so those, these are all th these are all things that happen a lot yeah has somebody yeah. been able to um, clearly or confidently express why that screening would happen in such a manner, in that kind of manner, where it would be in an intimate type of situation or within the dream? Why? The, what, what? Can you rephrase that? Uh, is there a kind of maybe a reason to why that may occur in that way? Why the why the screen was shown in the first place? Because. They want to, some of them care for our comfort and want us to not trip out and freak out. So they do it in a way that makes you not freak out. Just like how a lot of people, when they see extraterrestrials, they see whoever their favorite prophet is. They might see Jesus, but it's not really Jesus, you know? Mm -hmm. okay, got so they appear to you in whatever your consciousness needs. Some of them probably don't care about that and just do it anyway. But I feel a lot of times that's, that's the reason why. So, okay, so we have Barbara Lamb, and um, let's move on here. We have Hanavi Strong Deer, who is in communication with beings from Sirius and um, is like a direct channel for a lot of amazing information. She's a coach, self-empowerment, and um, sacred medicine practitioner, and her information is just straight from source, you know, so she's going to be one of the conduits there bringing down the divine feminine. Yeah, yeah. So we, we really attempted to make this event balance where we have information, experiences, um, the creative flow, the divine feminine represented. We want to make it full circle because portal to ascension, like the word in itself represents everything that goes to ascension and all things that empower the individual are, are within that. And Kimberly Meredith is another speaker. She actually is a medical intuitive and she's had miraculous um spontaneous healings for people that she works with so she's going to be doing a workshop there where she's going to be doing a lot of this medical intuitive work so she, will she be working on people attendees at the conference yeah yeah the way she normally does it is that she has like a table in the front and she calls people up and does work on them and stuff so she'll be working on them and then she's going to be doing her private sessions which are longer as well in like a different room so and then we have um our good friend justin DeChamps from stillness in the storm one of the most amazing people I know. We're, so I, I want to do a lot of things with him. We're going to be working together on many levels. We're probably going to create a documentary together. Um, he speaks on a lot of topics. And a lot of people that are coming out now, like the new generation of information, is really a combination of everybody's information in, in one 
uh, aspect or in one form because a lot of people have been doing research for a long time and they've got their own thing going, but now it's time to pull all of those contents together, how quantum physics it connects to sound healing, how um, sound healing connects to the ascension of humanity. So what Justin does is he brings all the different modalities together to paint a picture, a holistic picture of what's happening. And again, tomorrow we're doing a webinar with him called Free Energy, Holistic Healing, and Philosophy. So you can go to portaltoascension.org online webinars, and you can actually register for his event tomorrow. And um, I'm not sure what topic he's going to do at the conference, but it's going to be something related to extraterrestrial civilizations and their culture. Um, then we also have Samuel Kiwas, who's also a good friend. He has sacredpendants.org, um, which is sacred geometry pendants that he creates. And he's going to be doing a full-on presentation on sacred geometry, like the, the ancient component of sacred geometry all the way to how it relates to science and mathematics. And JJ and Desiree Hurtek, who are scholars and also pioneers in this movement, they'll be coming there and doing um, presenting some information on the truth of the Bible. So we have, and there's a few other people here, some MCs, Deborah Juste, Michelle Anderson, Alan Steinfeld, I love him so much. He's going to be there as MC. Like he's going to be MCing pretty much. If I could have him MC every event, which I probably can, I would have him do it just because he's like one of our really good friends. You know, it's a fun guy. Yeah. And then um, Robert Perala too. He's a good guy too. Let's see. We have. Um, let me just mention the music really quick. Yeah. So one of the cool things that people loved about our last event was it was literally a like a concert with consciousness where you come in and there's, there's an experience from the moment you come in to the moment you leave. When a speaker is done, the sound starts. They, we have sound healings. We have the didgeridoo experience, which we had last year. And you guys should check it out. Go to our youtube.com slash portal to ascension and check out the didgeridoo experience at PTAC 2018. And it was so amazing. We impromptu brought together six didgeridoo players two drummers um, and a bunch of other random like cool conscious instruments and made this concert together where we did a sound healing on the entire audience. We're going in and out of the audience, playing the didgeridoos on them. Right. And we caught this all on camera. And so we're going to have things similar to that. We're going to have the gong experience where it's going to be the major thing is the gong. And we time all these things according to what time of day it is as well. Like for example, after lunchtime, we have the didgeridoo experience because the didgeridoo helps you digest your food and re-energizes your body and makes you more present in the moment for the next presenter, right? So it's like a roller coaster ride once you come in. Every single thing that we're doing is 100% intentional. Uh, even the way we treat our speakers, the way we have our vendors there, it's really about celebration of each other, a celebration of the work we're doing. Um, a lot of these conferences, people go and so much happening, pulled over in every direction. The one thing we really concentrate on at our conference since it's towards the end of the year is, um, is the comfort of the individual not to be stressed and to enjoy themselves no matter what, speaker, presenter, vendor. We all want to just have a good time and have fun and celebrate, right? So that's, that's the aura of our event, which is why I feel it did really well last year and why a lot of people are going to come back again this year. I feel like it's just mm -hmm. going to get better and better every year. Yeah, yeah. for sure. We're going to, I want to do like, um, in 2020, I want to be in two cities. I think London and um, California. Mm -hmm. 2021, I want to do New York, London, California. So we have a plan on where we're going to go, but we really need the support of the community mm -hmm. because we can't create these events unless we have the support to keep creating them, right? 100%. And these events are needed more now than ever. Like, 
the one, the most organized, synchronized thing that I see in the world happening are these conscious gatherings, right? It's like, this is just a worldwide phenomenon right now. And um, we have to keep going, getting, getting bigger and bigger and bigger and inviting more people so that we can create this new reality together. Yeah, which is mm -hmm. much needed in reality. Or it's not really even new. It's always been there. It's just bringing it to light even more so, isn't it? Anything else, Neil, that you, um, valuable info? What about, um, did you want to share some stuff with, um, about James? Yes. Okay. So we're doing a tour. Let me tell everybody once again, we're doing a tour with James Redfield, the author of the Celestine prophecy, the director of the movie, the Celestine prophecy. And he has uh, the book came out, I don't know, in seventies, seventies, somewhere like a long time ago. And, um, but it's been like one of like the staples in the conscious community for quite some time. There's now a resurrection of the use of his book because of the fact there's so much division and confusion in the world. People are like looking and going within. So this tour is called the inspiration tour in which he is traveling the world to incite the inspiration for us to go within and to make real change so that we can move away from the division that we're being told that we need and that we have because we're being told by those above us that we are different from the person right next to us. Right. But they don't realize just being next to the other person, we have more in common than the person above us. Right. So it's like, so that's part, that's the reason of the tour. And we're kickstarting in on April 14th, which is Sunday at 2 PM at the unity church in Tustin. And that's in Southern California and orange County. And then after that, we're going to be in May in San Rafael, California. Then we're going to be in San Diego in the next month, then Portland, then Ashland, then Asheville, North Carolina, Sedona. So those are all places we're going just this year. And I'm hoping this tour will go on for two to three years where we'll just go everywhere in the world, you know, create little vortexes everywhere we go and just activate the communities. <laughs> and then hopefully yeah. um, make it to Australia. Are there, are there a lot of conscious events there? Like, is it still happening? Yes. Um, I feel that a lot of it's still very underground. Um, yeah. You're, um, you know, attracted or drawn or a part of the movement or, you know, on that vibration, of course, then you're aware, but it's, there's still a lot more work to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Feel you. So, so maybe we'll have an annual, is there any annual huge conscious conference, like three day event? We have what's called mind, body, spirit. Um, yeah, that's, that's an expo, right? Holistic expo. Yeah. And yeah. Um, they also allow space for speakers, you know, anyone to take center stage. So they have yeah, a yeah. schedule where you can pick and choose what seminar or healing meditation you'd like to go to with a lot of exhibitors and stalls and things. So maybe okay, it, okay. it could squeeze you in and um, get some traction for you. And then that way you know, bring some light to Portal to Ascension and then you can come and um, run your own show. Yeah, that'd be cool. And and bring like maybe like four or five internationally renowned speakers, mm -hmm. right? And just come do it over there and create our conference, yeah. you know? <laughs> that'd be cool. Like I'll have a vacation in Australia once a year. <laughs> that'd be awesome actually. <laughs> Probably I'll just go skip over to Bali on the weekends. <laughs> And what's cool is that we do have mind, body, um, spirit, not just, you know, in one location in Australia, but we have them in Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney too. Yeah. I should just plan a trip down there for like a month one time and just check everything out, you know? Yeah. Let me say a little more here. So I'm looking at the website now. We have 215 days left to the conference. So you have more than enough time to get your ticket, but we do have early bird uh, special on right now. 
So for all three days, it's $222, and um, that gets you access to everything. But right now, we're doing early bird for 179 and that ends on May 1st, which is, what, what is it now, like March? So May. So in two months from now, the early bird ends, and it's at 179 which is an incredible deal. If you can't attend in person, you can come online, and online, it's $99 for everything, unlimited replay access, or you can purchase individual presenters. So if you don't want to see the whole thing, you want to just see one day, you can do that. You want to see one presenter, you can do that there's a few presenters we're streaming individually mm -hmm. or if you want to just come for the day and just see attend for a day it's $99 so right now early bird 179 um, it's really gonna be an amazing place it's at the atrium hotel across the street from John Wayne Airport and um, literally it's five minutes from the airport gate so it's extremely close and really convenient to get into it's gonna be this is our baby we put all of our energy into this all of our love into this creation and we want everybody to come out and have some fun with us Awesome. Anything, um, any final last words or anything more to share that we've missed? I would say that right now, like I said before, the, the confusion and the craziness is there's so much division. I've even noticed in the UFO community, there's like almost two forms of UFO events occurring where they have ideological differences. We need to really come together and we need to not demonize the other if we feel that we're not we don't have the same beliefs, but embrace the other, have open discussion, especially if we claim to be conscious and awake. And then we, we have a belief that is different from the other person who's also conscious and awake, which is happening a lot. We really need to implement the consciousness that we feel that we have. We need to have these open conversations because there's too many people that are losing family members, too many people that are losing friends. And it's really because we're trying, we're choosing to believe in something else that isn't even us and the bond that really brings us together. So I would say, like, let's concentrate on that, create that bond this year. 2018 seems like there was a lot of division. Let's make 2019 about unity.